This is very exciting, my friends. Welcome to the first ever edition of Ariel and the Bad Girl, but I'm not sure if we're going to stick with that name, if I'm being honest. It might be Ariel and the Brazilian Girl. It might be the Ariel and Lucy show. I don't know what it is, but we're going to figure it out as time goes on. I'm Ariel Hawani, and this right here is our old friend Luciana Andrach. Did I say that right? Yeah, kind of. Back by popular demand. Back by popular demand. She made her debut on the MMA Hour just a couple of weeks ago as a fill-in translator for Charles Oliveira. And I have to say the expectations were a little bit low and you freaking knocked it out of the park. I think, dare I say, you became like an internet sensation, a darling, if you will, after that. And then the wheels started to turn in my head and I thought to myself, you know, I've never had a female co-host Uh, I think I've only met Luciana once in person, but we seem to have a good, you know, rapport, as they say in the business. And people like when I answer questions, I don't want to keep doing it by myself. Perhaps we should try this out where we both answer non-MMA, non-combat questions about all kinds of things, life, career, advice, jobs, whatever, Uh, awkward social situations, which I excel at, food, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, And uh, have a little fun on this here program. And to my surprise, I actually thought she'd say no. She said yes. Hello, how are you? I mean, I'm here for it. I yes. live for this moment. It's time. You, you were waiting for this moment. This is I it. This is your wait, big break. I only waited nine years. Wow. Yeah. You've been waiting nine years for me to ask you to do this show. Not really. You were okay. asking me. Yes. You were waiting for me to get on the show at some point since 2017, if I recall. Yes. And I was, you know, playing tough. Hard to get. It only took me nine years since I started with the UFC to kind of do something like that. Like and I this. feel, yes, I feel like, uh, you know, in your role, you're kind of typecast and people don't think that you have maybe a personality, brain, smarts. And I think you really shocked people. What do you think? I mean, the feedback was quite positive. And, and let's be honest, on the internet, on, on YouTube, not usually very positive. I mean, I'm a, I'm a real person. People yes, you are. Get shocked by it. I'm not famous like Ariel, you guys. Yes. So obviously, I have a normal life. I for many years I had Monday to Friday type of jobs that people had no idea about, and most of the girls actually do. By the way, the other ring girls they have a separate life from walking around showing the rounds. So, yeah. What was that job? I worked for this company. I was a director. <laughs> Director, there. What do you mean? Already, you're stonewalling me. Six minutes. Director for this company. Uh, It's hilarious. So I I can't say much about it, but it was a social app. The idea was to create an app where basically you could post pictures, but you could also sell things. And then I said, you know what? But I feel like that's very similar to what Instagram is doing. You know, when you can click and go. All right. But yeah, the idea was the idea was already there, and then it turned into like the CEO wanting to be at Tony Robbins and all sorts of things. The strategy changing all the time, and it's, it it was hilarious. So that's all I can say. And then you you bailed. <laughs> this mistake didn't work. <laughs> okay. Um, well, perhaps we'll we'll learn more about that experience. Um, fans of, down the road. Yes, down the road, a, a few more glasses of wine in, which you are partaking right now. Yes. Yeah. Well um, done. Part of the fun. Yeah, part of the fun. Why not? You'll be drinking for the both of us because if I drink like that much of that, it's a whole well, other side of me. Show your side. No. Side of you to to the people that are watching us right now. Why not? We'll Why build towards that. 
Well, why not? Well done. Good pun. Terrible joke when you have an accent because no one noticed that I said wine. No, it was good. I noticed it. Um, So people may know I do a segment called On the Nose. I answer questions. They're usually uh, combat MMA related. They also ask me sometimes like life questions. And I thought, let me separate the two. So we're going to be answering some life questions. People sent us a bunch of questions over at my Substack, arielhawani.substack.com. And we picked the best uh, bunch. And shout out to my good friend, moderator Lewis, who helped me pick the bunch, put them in a nice little package. Now we should say, I didn't look at any of them beforehand. You might have peeked at some beforehand, but I'll give you a pass. I think over time you shouldn't look at them to make it more spontaneous. So you may know what some of these are all about. I have no idea. I haven't looked at a thing. Uh, I like it that way. All right. Are you ready? Of course. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Number one. Uh, Juan Sanchez says, hello, Luciana and Ariel. Love this idea. You two had a very entertaining segment two weeks ago on the show. Question for both of you. Coming from your backgrounds where you've spoken a different language, Luciana Portuguese, Ariel French, what phrase can you think of in those languages that better describes what you are trying to convey rather than the English translation? Much love and hope this collaboration continues. What do you make of this? And correct me if I'm wrong. Luciana, correct me if I'm wrong. You told me that there was one question that you didn't really understand. Am I wrong in thinking? Yeah. I don't know why my voice just cracked. Interesting choice. Was this the one? Was this the Ah, oh, Jesus. What a way to start. What a freaking way to start. Do you, do you understand the question? I think what he's trying to say is, is there a phrase in your native tongue of Portuguese? Of course, you're from Brazil. You're from Curitiba, correct? Mm-hmm. By the way, can I get some love for the pronunciation, the Curitiba? Curitiba. That's not bad. Say it again. Curitiba. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I mean, for a gringo, not bad. Not bad at all. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Um, I think what he's trying to say, is there a phrase in Portuguese that you sometimes like to say um, while you're talking to your friends who speak Portuguese family, that there isn't really a translation in English, like you like that phrase better? Hmm. I could think of one. No. And, I, and I'd even read these beforehand. I often say in French, joie de vivre. Do you know what joie de vivre means? No. Joie de vivre means like a zest for life. Like you have a joie de vivre, like you're, you're high on life. Joie mm-hmm. is happiness, vivre is to live. Uh, and I don't know if there's a phrase like that. So I often say like, I want to have a consistent joie de vivre. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think not a phrase, but a word. It's called saudade. So saudade is the feeling, uh, it's, it's, it's the feeling of missing something. It could be a smell, it could be a food, it could be someone, it could be a moment in time. It could be anything. So you can say, I tenho saudade do meu pai, like I miss my dad. Or I tô com saudade da comida da minha mãe. I miss my mom's food. You know, it could be a lot of things. So I can't find like a, a word exact. It could be like I miss, but mm-hmm. it's still not, it doesn't translate saudade. Uh, literally the way it is. In, in I voice. like it. So I think it's such a Brazilian word. I love it. Uh, sort of like nostalgia. It's like a nostalgic feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So oh, there you go. You figured yeah. it out. Um, all right. And we're off. Uh, Samir, congrats on the new show. My question is this. If you guys could switch lives with anyone or anything for a day, who slash what would it be and why? Personally, I'd like to be an astronaut for obvious reasons. I don't know what those reasons are, but I guess it's a pretty cool life. Right, what about you? Space. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, okay. So question. Yeah. Any person at any moment in time or people that are alive now? 
Cause, no, any moment in time. Because it would be pretty cool to experience what old ancient civilizations, you know, experience. Like, I don't know, go back to the Egyptians, go back to the Romans, go back to what happened there, right? But if I had to pick one person, assuming that, you know, it existed, and don't don't get mad at me, I just happened, I I, I wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> but let's say Jesus Christ. Wow. Really? Wanna, yeah. Not 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 on that day of. Okay, oh, I was gonna say it didn't really end well for yeah, Jesus. Yeah, no, no, but um, I mean, maybe on those years, you know, thirty to thirty-three, where we don't know much about, you know, right? Like, yeah. Are you very religious? No, I was. Um, I was raised Catholic. You know, Brazil is huge. It's uh, most people, I think, are they are Christian in Brazil. Uh, went to Catholic schools, did all the rituals, you know, uh, communion, confirmation, um, Adventist schools, Catholic university. So, um, but let's put it that way. Like I, I have a belief that there is, you know, a higher power, a being, a light, however you want to call it. I believe in doing good, being a, a good person doing the best you can for, for your community and things like that. Um, but I don't know necessarily about the stories, you know, that we've been told uh, over, over time. So it's, it's, it's such a, a touchy feeling, a touchy subject, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, people do get very sensitive about it, but yeah, will be your answer. Um, thank you for asking. By the way, is this your secret way of saying that you wish you were Jewish? Because as you know, <laughs> I didn't say Jesus, that. <laughs> well, Jesus was a Jew till the very end. I feel like this you is know what, You know what is interesting? Growing up in Brazil, all my neighbors were uh, Christians. Uh-huh. I never met a single Jewish person until I moved to the US. I thought you were going to say until you met me, which would have been incredible. <laughs> uh, really? Till you, yeah. Really? There's no Jews in Brazil? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean there are. It's just where I lived, okay. the, the communities, the neighborhoods. I never met a single one. And then even when I was I was living in the US, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm completely ignorant to some religions, you know, in terms of like traditions. So I was I was living in Miami at a building. It was called it was called Turnberry. Okay. And every you know, Chris holiday seasons, they would put the the Hanukkah. Hanukkah yes, well day. done. Yeah, and, and, and I was like, what's up with that? <laughs> you know, and then I, I learned a little bit. I know you have like all the gifts every night or not, but I still don't yeah. know much of it. But yeah, I didn't grow up with any Jewish kids. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you'll make up for lost time here and uh, I'll teach you about all the customs. Shabbat okay. dinner is a great one. The challah, do you know about the challah? The, the bread, the braided bread, the candles. It's a tremendous custom, no? Unfamiliar with all that? No. Okay, perfect. Oh, um, yeah. It's great. It's tremendous. Um, I don't know. Mine mine is uh I feel like a very superficial one, but the first I like to go with the first thing that comes to mind. Like I feel like being an NBA player would be a tremendous life, right? Like you're an yeah. athlete, you're in incredible shape, the world is watching you, you get to play yeah. a sport. Um which, that's one? The first. which one? I mean, it feels like LeBron James has a great life. But I don't know. Are you a big LeBron fan? I'm not basketball wasn't popular in Brazil right. and then I was already an adult when I moved here so I don't I don't know much about, about It's just such a good life to be an athlete, right? And they are very tall. They're very tall, they're very fit. Yeah. Well, I have been working out lately so I feel like I'm getting on par with them. I have, um, have not. You have not? No, you said you have or you haven't. I have. I have. Have you noticed? Oh. 
you can see this light is blind. Wow, okay, thanks. <laughs> I can um, only see myself right now. All right, fair enough. Um, let's move along to the next one. Francisco, congrats, Luciana and Ariel. Brilliant work by Luciana translating Dubronx's interview. By the way, side note, did Charles hit you up on the side and say thank you? Did he say anything? Not really. I think he... I think I tagged him or retweeted something yeah. I just translated for Charles and he like replied with a obrigado. Nothing? <laughs> Nothing more than that? Like you helped him out big time. I'm like, dude, I did it like a solid a for Solid you. for you. Nothing? Jeez. Are you cool with him? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I the funny thing is when people talk about ring girls, they think we are partying backstage. Yes. I don't talk to, to the athletes. Right. I get there fraternize. For, yeah, I get there for the wings, you know, I get on the line, I'm like, okay, it's time, I go up, and then I do the rounds the next day, I don't, you know, chat, I know, if you are part of the staff, depending on your role, I guess, you you have to interact with them more, I don't have that, so, no. Okay, uh, anyway, his question is, have you been reading books lately? What kind slash authors keep up the great work on the MAR? I've been watching the show for ages and absolutely love it. Thank you very much. What about you, books? Are you a big book reader? I mean, recently, it's funny, other than like legal books like oh. FBAR. What is that? Like, kind of like a self-help to help you cope with the trauma of wow. the bar exam. Uh, I have a bunch of, you know, married basics, all the, the laws oh, yeah. we relate. But yeah, other than that, recently, I mean, I like self-help. I just haven't had the time to read so I guess what comes to mind, very commercial, by the way. I think the, the Mark Mason's book, fun reading, but not nothing like, wow, right? What kind of self-help? Just like how to cope with life, with the bullshit okay. life, how to say more Fs to the people that deserve them. Okay. Who do you want to say <laughs> F you to? You know, funny enough, nobody. You know, I'm like at peace. How about you? Uh, I would like to say a few to a lot of people, if I'm being honest. Um, but, uh, well, I don't, know if we, I don't know if we could get into all that. No, that's why we need the wine. <laughs> that's why we need the wine. But, you know, I was reading uh, this book. I was actually just in Miami. My brother got uh, married a couple weekends ago. Your subject. I like that. Uh, he got married. And I have the book right over here. No. Oh. On your fake on your fake library in the back. Yes. <laughs> I spilled my water. Did you hear that? The water spilling? I heard no? it. I heard it was noise. a mess of a situation here on my carpet and my socks are all wet. Uh, this is Action Bronson's. Do you know Action Bronson? No. Action Bronson. I'm not from me. Uh, no. Here Action Bronson is like. Do you, know, do you know Brazilian altars? No, but, but, but I don't live in Brazil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. But I. I you live in America. I can't just. I, I would love to just download all the, the, the knowledge. You're you know? going to get cooler now. Um, <laughs> Action mm. Bronson is one of the coolest human beings on the planet. He's he's mm. a rapper. He's an author. He's a host of a TV show. He's a cook. He's a chef. He's this big dude with a big beard. He's actually a huge UFC fan. Uh, he's from New York. And he used to weigh, I think, around 450 pounds and, mm. or something like that. Maybe maybe I'm adding too much. Maybe it was around four. And then well, during the pandemic. that in kilos. I speak kilos. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, by the way, does that offend you, Jesus? Because I said it to someone who's very religious, and I think they got offended when I said it. I hope people don't didn't get offended. I'm truly curious about it. You know? No, no. I don't. Saying, I don't have. If I say Jesus I think, as like Jesus, are you as a Christian? I think. Offended? I think he existed. I just. I'm just curious to see how things. You know, really 
Wait, wait. I got to get the Chihuahua before she moves. Okay. All right. Um, no problem. Oh, uh, I see the I just, Chihuahua. I, I'm just like very curious on what what happened, how it happened. You know, that would solve so many, you know. Yes. And then we could stop being blamed for it. <laughs> True. You yeah. think the Jews killed them? No. Okay. Romans, right? Okay. Uh, anyway, Action Bronson was and, and ultimately bad people, right? Bad people, yes. Whoever yeah, they are, you don't you condone murder. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, he's great, and he lost a lot of weight. He now like is like super fit, but he's oh, very wow. funny, and he smokes a lot of drugs. And uh, one uh, <laughs> one day, I went to his house, and he was smoking drugs and something he was doing. I think it was hashish, mm. hash, while mm. watching MMA prelims. He's Did a, you have a glass of wine there? I had not, I had a matzo ball soup. Oh, Have you ever had matzo ball soup? I don't even know what that oh. is. Size soup. This is horrible. Matzo ball <laughs> soup is the greatest soup of all time. It's like the ultimate comfort food, especially for Jews. It's a ball with chicken. Mm. You no, know? they have some good ones in LA, by the way. They do. I bet I'm gonna try if, if my delivery. Can... Yes, look up matzo ball soup, and and next time you'll tell us um, whether or not okay. it was good. Uh, um, here's Dylan. Hey there, Ariel and Luciana. I'm a journalism graduate out of Brisbane, Australia. Good day. And just landed my first broadcasting gig for a Super Smash Brothers esports tournament in my city. I was just curious, how did you prepare for your first on-air slash broadcasting gig? And do you have any advice or tricks of the trade you could share with a first-timer? Hope everyone has a lovely rest of their week. Thank you for all you do. You're an inspiration to me and many. Sincerely, Dylan. By the way, how nice are these people, right? Very nice, very nice. I think you were expecting some right away on the on the new yeah. But I think you were expecting some real creeps. Everyone's like very cool, right? I know it's surprisingly good. Um, so I guess he was talking to me there. I mean, obviously, it's been a long time. Uh, yeah. I would get a couple of my first ever jobs in TV. I w- I got so like I remember the first time I did the NBA because it was a big deal for me. I was working for ESPN. My heart was beating so much that I felt like it was going to come out of my throat. Uh, so that was a little much to deal with. Uh, also I would overthink things. I would write things down like questions, interviews. I used to write all my questions down. Now I don't write a thing. I don't prepare anything. I just, if I know that Charles Oliveira is coming on the show, I obviously am aware of who he is. I'm aware of what he's done, what he has coming up, all that. But I don't like to write questions because if you were and I were going out for coffee as friends, right? I'm not bringing a sheet of questions to the... To the meetup, I'm. You're saying something. I'm saying something. You're answering. I'm following up. That's how a good conversation. So I like to think of interviews more as conversations than interviews. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm not a journalist, but sure. I would think that preparation gives you confidence too, right? Thousand percent. The more right. you, I, I've done stuff. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Where I'm like, shit. I didn't really. I mean, it doesn't make it any easy if you're if you're uh, afraid of. Speaking in public or big crowds or things right. like that. Like my guess is it does help. You know what's right? crazy? Um, when I was in college, I was so socially, I had so much social anxiety that, mm-hmm. which was for a whole other reason that we can get into at another time. But um, I used to wait until I was sleeping in a dorm. Mm. Uh, you know what a dorm is, right? Yeah. I used to wait until I didn't hear anyone walking around. 2, 3 a.m. in the morning just to go to the bathroom to brush my teeth and come back into my room because I didn't want to talk to anyone. That's brutal. Yeah, oh it was God. horrible. Do you know oh Blue God. Diamond Almonds? No. They're just a kind of almond. I, I, can't, 
I don't know a lot. You're gonna you're gonna learn. I can't eat those almonds anymore because mm. I used to just eat that for dinner because I was too nervous to go to the cafeteria to have dinner among other kids. Wow. So to do this now, like to do shows, yeah, what a comeback! Crazy, right? It's funny because I I can't relate at all. If there's, I, I don't think I was shy a single day of my life. God <laughs> ever, bless. Ever, ever since I was a kid, I was always a show off extrovert oh my god somebody's calling me what is this wow am i How here they? don't they know my friend mariana in the middle of the thing wow um yeah i was never shy college especially no Mm-mm. it's funny people ask me uh how was it when you became a ring girl? Were you afraid of the crowds? And I'm like, no, really? I wasn't I wasn't afraid at all. I wasn't shy at all. The the thing for me was I didn't want to mess with the cards or uh. just all in front of people. And I, I'll I'll say that some funny things happened over the years, but at least like not what? on my birthday. <laughs> like you messed up the so numbers? Was one time. That was actually the only time I did that. I know the girls like it happened a bunch of times with other girls too. So I'm not the only one. I was, it was a fight in Brazil. And I, I don't remember, I think it was like me, Camille and Jenny. And we're doing like one, two, three, one, two, three, or whatever it was. Um, so I was doing consistently third rounds and I went inside to, to grab something. When I came back, um, I guess some fight ended earlier and then it changed the order, whatever. And I was supposed to do a number two. So I grabbed the third because they said, it's your turn. It's your turn. So I just grabbed the three. No one said anything. And then oh, I'm no. walking around and I'm like, everybody's like making so much noise. And I'm like, damn, well, I'm like killing it today. <laughs> you know, damn, <laughs> on the top of my game. Yes. And then I walk a little bit more and I'm like, that's kind of weird, you know, until I actually see a guy doing this and, uh. up and I'm like, I have number three and I'm like, oh, shoot. So I just flip and then it says UFC and everybody's like, yeah. uh. Uh, that's what it was. And I was like, oh, Do you get in trouble for that? No. No, no, it's like it happens, you know, because because the way it works, you know, the broadcast, they usually don't show the second round. Um, it's they, they for sure show the first rounds mm-hmm. and then sometimes the third, but the second day they, they don't. And but they can they, they see in advance there. So, you know, the communication on the ground is just so fast. They they, they know it all. <laughs> So, but, but it happened. Like I almost fell from the chair one time. I've seen girls falling from the chair and wow. messing with the numbers too. That was my only time. Well, the yeah. lesson there is it's okay to mess up. It's not the end of the world. Sometimes early on in our careers, we think if we mess up once we're done, it's over. Um, so the lesson there is don't take it too seriously. Don't overthink it. Have fun, be yourself and good things will happen. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. 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 I wasn't, I wasn't worried. Uh, here's Hut. Very exciting stuff you got going on, Helwani. Thank you. I'm on board. Thank you. Question. GSP has mentioned during several interviews that he believes he has been abducted by aliens. He talks about losing time and believes aliens are wise. So my question is, what are your thoughts on alien beings, UFOs, UAPs, etc.? I don't know what a UAP is. Do you? I, I, I don't. I actually remember thinking the same same thing. Let me close this door before. Okay. Dogs that are barking, I guess, noises. Uh, I don't know what, what's UPA. Some I don't know what UAP is, but I guess the major question here is, the main thing is like UFOs, okay. aliens. Can I be honest? I don't care about aliens. If they're but out there. Meh, I don't what even think about thought? it. You don't care at all? No, the people, like at all? 
people, there's like a picture and they're like, oh my God, there's an alien extraterrestrial UFO. Who gives a fuck? It, okay, great. There's things out there. By the way, there's things all around us here. There's like foxes and deers Fair. outside. Yeah. Fair. Who cares? Fair. You know, I, here's what I think. I never, I don't think I was abducted. I don't want to be. I don't right. think that's, that's pretty. No, I that's not cool. No, <laughs> I don't see it. We watch the movies. Um, I think there must be something out there. The universe is in giant, I mean, endless, yes. right? Um, but I was thinking just the other day, uh, actually I had this thought for, for a while. Okay. Um, if, if there is like advanced civilizations or whatever you call it, beings, yeah, it could be even like here on planet earth and we just don't know where because it's just so massive. Right, and and if they are out there, I mean, we I hope they're friendly because we have no chance. And I also hope that I get some clearance in my lifetime. You get some what? Some clear, you know, some some oh, some, some like some like confirmation. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it should it should be there should be a rule if you're about to die because that way you you're not going to tell anyone whatever. Yeah. You should have access to some like deep secrets. It'd be pretty it's, cool. Okay, <laughs> so my my thing is first of all, do you believe in heaven? And hell? Yes, I guess. But not the way, I guess, the Bible tells you. Uh, here's my view. I do, I believe in reincarnation. I think you live multiple lives and here's your hell. However, you misbehave in a previous life, you pay for it. I'm sure people will make fun of it. But that's what I believe. Okay. I have every right to believe that. God bless you. Um, yeah, until you eventually reach some level of, you know, uh, holiness. If like, I don't know, it's 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 so complex. Sure. No, no, that's. I mean, everyone's. What do you to believe? I want to believe there's heaven and hell, but I also believe. You know how you can't Wait, tell any. You want to believe, but you do believe. I'm or not you... sure. I'm not sure. I want to believe. Like I want to yeah, feel that. Yeah. I want to. I'm like, I hope so. Yeah. Like, because imagine you die and then there's nothing else. So if you do believe there's nothing else, what makes you be a good person? For right right now. What makes you keep going? For karma. There's nothing else. Nothing else. You can't be a, an idiot. You can't be like an asshole to people because then karma. I believe in karma. Like, there's no punishment. There's no, you know what I'm saying? But so, I also think religion does keep people in check. Yes. If you are afraid of going to hell, you kind of behave. Yes. Right? There's a higher being judging you. Um, I yeah. kind of believe as well, like when you pass away, you know how you can't you can't pinpoint the moment you fall asleep, right? It just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. Is, there, yeah. is there an alien there? Or what's going on? It's my other chihuahua. Oh, jeez. How many chihuahuas you got? Two. Chew? I wish I would have more. Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. Isn't two enough? Never enough. If you have one chihuahua for the people that have chihuahuas out there, you know there it's never enough. Not come here. I would have a thousand chihuahuas if I could love them so much. Um anyway, back to what I was saying. When you fall asleep, you don't know exactly when you fall asleep. I also feel like that's how you die too. Like you will never be able to pinpoint it's just kind of the lights shut off. no, if the you don't think so? You really I, think like your your soul goes up to the sky? 
I think you have a moment where you you're so you kind of understand everything you've been there before and then you meet some other people and then you kind of go back or not. That's what I think. Have you ever watched any documentaries about people that had near death experiences or or things like that? I'm sure there's a scientific term for that. It's like your brain, blah, blah, blah. But uh, my godfather uh, years ago had a very serious motorcycle accident and he lost a leg. Oh, wow. He almost died. He actually had a situation where he was technically dead for, I don't know, seconds or a minute. I don't, I don't remember. And he came back. He was in ICU for a while. Eventually he told the story that he had that in like a situation where he was like in this place where he has a bunch of, uh, is it Lily's? bunch and he could yes. see them and touch and then like something that he can't even describe some evil creature was playing with his wedding ring like this take off and put it on and i don't know he kind of like asked for a chance not to this creature for god whatever and he came back and i remember the joke because my godfather was just such a like nice person <laughs> i remember the joke my dad said if this happened to him we're going straight to hell oh my gosh <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, wow, that is creepy. I hope there's something out. Yeah. Jeez Louise. That's All right. Scary. So maybe yeah. that, maybe that is, maybe that's the confirmation. Do you have old memories, super old memories of, of what? You're like super young. young yes. Age. Yeah. I have memory. I, I remember the day I got out of my crib. Some people make fun of me because of it, but it's, it's true. I have like really good memory and I've always had. Um, I remember that. I remember one time I was probably, I, I wasn't even a year old. I don't think I remember my dad taking us to this place, which later I found out it was a, it was like this grass behind this area we we're leaving. And I remember feeling it. I remember the f- one time my mom like sent a photographer to the house to take like pictures. I was probably like, I was, th- I was a toddler. So I remember those things. And this is weird, completely unrelated, maybe, um, when I was a kid, probably four or five years old, we went to a house that some distant relative bought. First time everybody was there. And I knew the house. And I kept saying, we've been here before, right, mom? We've been here before. And everybody was like, shut up, let the adults talk. <laughs> and, I, and I was annoying them so much. And they said, no, you've never been here. Like, you know, be quiet. And then I kind of described the house and I said, no, but there's a basement and there's this bedroom upstairs. And then like everybody kind of like the owner had goosebumps and she was like, she's actually right. Whoa. (laughs) And then they gave a tour of the house. And I remember like me recognizing the house. How weird is that? That is creepy as hell. Yeah. Very weird. So So I do for many reasons in life, I do believe that there is some sort of, you know, reset, go back. Oh my gosh. Jeez, like you're you're next level. Because if you uh, only have one shot, how unfair is that? Think I about mean, it. Some people come to this life and, and you know, tough upbringings and sometimes disabilities and you know challenges, and then others are just so uh, I don't know lucky, right? And you have one shot. How how the, is it just you know it is what it is like. Uh, well, don't they say like there. not to get too graphic, but aren't the chances of you the egg and the thing like one in a million? So isn't that lucky enough? I don't know. I I I'd rather think that there is a reason for everything. All right, it keeps me going. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm just gonna like be drinking wine every day. What's I the know, point? and just be a freaking horrible person. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, here's Eric. Absolutely love this idea. My ex-girlfriend, now best friend, interesting, um, is Brazilian and moved back to Brazil about a year ago. She is stressing out about how she can come back to the States one day. So, Luciana, I'd love to get your advice on ways to improve a Brazilian's chances of getting approved for a visa to the U.S. Again, can't wait for this segment going forward. Thank you. What about that? Okay. Very... Here we get into the legal in no way I'm, immigration. In no way I'm this, uh, I'm giving it, in no way I'm giving a legal advice because I'm not licensed here yet. But since it's a public information, you know, <laughs> what? Uh, I'll talk about, you have to give that disclaimer. Right. It's hard to say because it's really case by case. I don't know what her background is, if she has a degree or not. Does she have relatives here? When she lived in the U.S., was she, did she overstay? Was she under a visa? Was it a, a tourist visa? Did she cross the border? I, I don't know. Sure. But let's say she did everything right and then she had to go back, whatever. There are certain, like a couple of ways. First, and I guess fastest one, we all know, it's through marriage to an American citizen. I would not recommend that unless it's a real relationship because, you know, the immigration officers will check that information. They verify everything. They look at your social media, your history, they interview you. You need to have joint bank accounts, same address, whatever. Um, A lot of people apply for student visas from Brazil or they come here and then they try to update their visas. Um, But again, that doesn't necessarily give you a path for a green card. Uh, and you're technically here just for study. So depending on your financial situation, you're not allowed to work even, I don't think. Uh, I think they were trying to change that during the pandemic or something. Anyways, um, then obviously if you're like, let's say you, you're you a total badass at what you do and you have international recognition, you have extraordinary abilities, you can always try to get sponsored by a, by a company or an individual. But it, but then again, you have to be better than any other American to be here to to apply right. for like, I believe, a H-1B visa. Yep. So sure, there are, there are um, options. You can also be an investor. But I think the the investment is like pretty big, I believe, like 800,000 maybe. Um, so I guess my advice is to speak to an immigration attorney and uh, explore what you, what your options are because it's hard to to give an advice without knowing sure. the details. No, no, no. By the way, do you, what do you have? To her, huh? Yeah, what do you have? I have a green, green card. Green yeah, card. I a, I'm applying for you. You had a green card at some point. I have a green card. Now I'm a citizen. So I'm applying for citizenship this year. Okay. Yeah, so. So, and you're going to get it because you're getting married to an American, right? No, because then I would have to restart my my whole process. I already have oh, the, green card. Okay. the green card is lasts for ten years, and then you can always like renew it. But what, I'll, I'll just apply for citizenship. Um, but yeah, that that's my advice. Uh, speak to an immigration attorney because obviously it's case by case, so it's hard to. So your advice is basically. But- don't ask me this question. Go to or marry her. If or you're, de- you know, I mean, you're maybe you're still in love. Maybe the love is still there. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> I would uh, love that. Can you imagine if we actually were responsible for us? Oh, this is going to happen. Trust me. I uh, I've heard these stories. People like to come together through these types of shows. Um, this is Taco Enthusiast who says, Hi, Luciana and Ariel. Congratulations on the new segment. Luciana, question for you. But Ariel, I would love your thoughts too if you feel comfortable chiming in. It's a bit of a long one here, so buckle up. Um, political leanings aside, it's impossible to deny that Amazon deforestation under 
Bolsonaro. Did I say that correctly? Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro, excuse me, I gave it a little Italian uh, twist there, rose to historic highs and indigenous land rights dipped to historic lows. Moreover, Amazon or Amazon released a study showing the ne negligent impacts of deforestation had on living conditions and wages for local communities, i.e. mining, ranching, etc., did not improve local economic fortune or development. Living in Ecuador, I felt a deep connection to the Amazon and its communities, and would hate to see the Amazon's natural and cultural heritage disappear for short-term corporate gains. My question is, what do you feel is the best way to approach these communities from a development perspective? Is there a way to improve local standard of living, education, and access to opportunity without sacrificing biodiversity? Is the answer to just leave the rainforest alone? Would love your thoughts. Now, let me say this. I'm a stupid sports guy. I usually get asked, do you think John Jones should fight Stipe Miocic? I don't get asked about freaking deforestation and the Amazon. Please tell me you have an answer to this question because I have no idea what this guy was just talking I about. I mean, tough one. Yeah. I don't actually think I'm qualified to give a proper answer. Yes, you're qualified. He's specifically asking but you. Let me see, I know, but let me see this. Brazil has a history of exploitation. And even though we're technically a free country, different types of abuse Usually abuse of power, you know, still happen in every shape and form, probably because of the way everything started. You know, Brazil was discovered in 1500, became independent in 1800, you know, so it's somewhat cultural in center, certain areas, you know, this, the, the exploitation, let's put it that way. Right, right. right. Without, I, I don't want to offend anybody, but. It is true. Okay. So um, I remember when this study came out and obviously that president provided other researches saying that numbers were actually lower in, under his administration, that, you know, the previous presidents were way worse when it comes to protecting Amazon, blah, blah, blah. But just like in Brazil and, and just like here in Brazil, there is a lot of division when it comes to politics. Lobbying in the government is strong and powerful. The personal agendas take over public interests. We know that. And to be fair, Amazon has been neglected by politicians and also exploited by both local and internationals for a very long time now. I believe there was, you know. And, are you, by the way, are you reading this right now? No, I mean, I, 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 I thought through this. So. Okay, wow. This is very impressive. Are, are you not? Are you? Did you write this down? Be honest with me right now. No, I did. I did look at the answers, so obviously I don't I, want to. I know, but off. did you? Are you reading off a script right now? <laughs> no, I have it here. My <laughs> what? My screen, but I do. Uh, I do think. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Stop doing this. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. So, but for real, like we, we, I believe we still had that. We used to have like um, an indigenous community in Amazon that still didn't have. Um, they, they were not in touch with the outside world. I believe. Okay. I hope it's still the same way. So imagine like to them, we're the aliens still. Right. So how do you do that? How do you protect those people? Part of me kind of feels like, yeah, you should just leave it alone because everything the humans touch, we ruin it. Right. Right. But even to protect it, you got to be there. Yeah. Right? So it's a very, it's a very complicated issues. And I feel like there are a lot of um, nonprofits uh, or, I mean, a lot of our organizations and volunteers uh, trying to help people, you know, like education, health care, blah, blah, blah. But the problem is they're outnumbered. And again, politics, right? Like, so yeah. all the resources are, it's tricky, right? It's very tricky. So I have a friend, a college friend, she went to law school with me and she's doing like a great work at the borders. I think like the with Venezuela. 
And it's it's pretty crazy because you have people coming from like the other countries and then the people from Brazil, the people that are trying to find, you know, like gold and this and that. And then you have the farmers and it's it's just a lot of um, internal battles there. And then a lot of the politicians, they have land. So they are not necessarily trying to protect um, Amazon. They're trying to protect their own interests. So it's like this whole very complex deal. I don't think I have an answer to that, but I would say it will, can, can it be done? Sure. Will it be done? It depends on how greedy the people in charge are, right? Um, mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, feel free to not answer, but, you know, we, this is no holds barred, right? So there's no, there's no yeah. filter. That's what this show is. Um, yeah. Bolsonaro, are you a fan? Uh, no. Okay. I was gonna turn. I was gonna turn off the show right now. And yeah, no. But I'm like, also not. I'm not also. Uh, I'm not a fan of the guy that is uh, the, the the current president either. But all the yeah. MMA fighters love this guy. Yeah. Didn't he stay at like Jose Aldo's house or something? For a Bolsonaro. Yeah. yeah I think he still. He still is. How's that possible? Kind of like. You know, when things happen in the U.S., I feel Brazil reproduces or replicates yes. somehow. They did, so like a, Trump, they did like an attack Trump on the... Trump was elected, which was kind of like more a, a um, conservative president. Then Brazil elected Bolsonaro. Then Biden was elected. And then Lula went back to power. By the way, Lula, he was convicted in the past. He went to jail for corruption in his Whoa. government. Now he's back to being president because they... You know, there were some mistakes during the, the process of, you know, the judgment, the, the, the people in charge, they were not, uh, let's say they were biased, okay. right? So then they completely erase everything that happened and basically like, oh, he's free, he's an in- innocent man. I don't think he was 100% innocent, but then you can also make a case that, hey, the other person is not, is not a saint either. So right. it's just this evil, uh, I was, like I was saying, Brazil was, you know, was discovered in 1500s by, you know, the Portuguese and, in and, and there's this whole history of like, people just taking advantage of, of the people of the land. And it just never ends, you know? So even here, I, I used to think way back in the day when I was a kid that corruption was a Brazil's problem. But the older I get, you you, you understand that it's everywhere. Right. Right? It's yeah. a freaking answer. And people keep voting for these, you know, the same families and the same ones. Yeah. So I think like with Amazon, it's such a it's such a delicate subject. I don't think I'm an expert, so I'll leave it to the experts before I'm canceled for not being an expert. But sure. <laughs> yeah. But the internet is filled with people who claim to be experts and aren't. And that's exactly what we're doing here is True, talking about a bunch of stuff yeah. that we're not experts in and pretending like we're experts. Here's Nick the Dane the By the way, my written answer was so much better than that. Okay. I was way more eloquent. Did, wait, did you actually <laughs> write down the answer? I did. What do you do? You did like hours of homework on this? I am a person that likes to be prepared. I told you like preparing yourself gives you preparing confidence. Gives you confidence. (laughs) That's the irony. How how nervous I was in the first, you know, my translation. um, You mean last week? (laughs) Yes. The the funny thing about the name of the show, Ariel and the Bad Girl, is it feels like you are the antithesis of a bad girl. Like you are actually more like a goody two shoes. Is that fair to say? I can be bad too. Yeah. It doesn't feel, I mean, you wrote (laughs) very vicious. Like in my chihuahuas. Yeah. You wrote an answer about deforestation. (laughs) That was like, 
eight minutes long. I mean, I don't want to sound dumb. I knew it was like, I knew that was a Luciano's question, not Ariel. Okay, yeah, You're no. going to be like, yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, here's one that might be, uh, for me, bit of a germaphobe here, Nick the Dane says, as am I. I wash my hands before using the restroom, especially in public or at work. Then again, afterwards, sometimes. That's really weird. If you're washing it before, you got to be washing after. Anyway, am I the only one that sees the benefits in this? Tell me I'm not the only one that day, Nick. So I'll just say I'm an extreme germaphobe. Like I've never touched a bath, a public bathroom handle. I, I try to get the paper towel. If not, like I'll do my elbow. Well, you do it in airports because everything in airplanes, it's so dirty, filthy. Okay, great question. First of all, never, never use the water in the bathroom. Like never wash your hands in the, in the bathroom sink. Wait, that what? Wa- that water is dirty. That water is contaminated. Oh, the airplane? Yes. But you got to touch something. Isn't it more dirty? No. Even there's, dirtier there's than paper the water? towel. Touch it. No, you have, <laughs> you have to have Purell. You have to have Purell. Yeah, but they don't have Purell everywhere. You, you, you have Purell in your pocket. Like. Absolutely. I don't leave home without it. The mini Are one. Like, what is that movie from Jack with Jack Nicholson? Uh, as good as it gets. What, I am. He was like a super OCD germaphobe. <laughs> That is me. Yes. I hate shaking people's hands. I always try to go for the fist bump or cool. the bow. When I first see you when I see you next time. I'm not. I just like the bow. The bow to me is like the most respectful thing that you could do to someone. Bow. Anyway, <laughs> I will say though, this guy actually has me beat. I don't wash my hands before going to the bathroom. That's a little weird. But I definitely always wash my hands you, after. You kind of should, right? Yeah, actually, the more I think... The more I think about it now, I feel like I'm going to. The, oh, gosh, you're creating the, a monster. The pandemic has actually changed me. If I, this is weird. If I take for a shower. For, for better. For the, wor- for the worse. If I take a shower and go outside, even if it's like around the block in my house and air has hit me, by the time I go to bed, I have to take a shower again. Unless oh, so I, I shower like three times a day. I shower. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, don't really, I feel like I sweat more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but no, I didn't know that was a thing, but I do. I I just, I just, I'm always like self-conscious. I feel like I need to shower everywhere. Like I I travel. It doesn't matter if it was like a 45 minute. I shower before the flight. I, I, I go to Vegas. Yeah. I I go to shower. I shower. I just can't. Right away. Right. Right away. But I'm also, I'm very, I guess like brushing my teeth is, it's, it's the thing for me. I, I brush it you know, before eating sometimes, and then I brush it after eating, which before. is so bad for you, I heard. Yeah. Why yeah. before? Like, like I wake up, I brush my teeth, and then I eat my breakfast, and then I do it again. Wow. You know? What's the point of doing or it Or like before going to dinner, I'm leaving, I'm leaving to dinner, I know I'm going to eat, I'm going to brush my teeth. Yeah, but you're in public, you don't want to have bad breath. And I floss a lot. I, I have, I'm terrified of people that don't floss their... Right. You're terrified of them. Yeah, I just, I can't. It's gross. Now, the more I, it's, I guess that's a good part of being in a relationship because you know the habits of the person. Because when you're single, you don't really know how clean people are. Yeah, yeah. Seeing yeah. and flirting. And uh, so, you. <laughs> what about tongue scraper? Are you big into that? I'm big into oh, that. I tongue. use every, I have like the, the, what is it called? The water pick. Even. Oh, I wow. Have, yeah, I have all sorts of, of things. Um, well, that is next level. Okay, here's Jason. Hey, Aria, Ariel and Luciana, I travel a lot for work and I've been given the advice to, quote, do something for yourself on every trip, end quote. I've tried to eat a good local food, but curious what the both of you have done to treat yourself while traveling for work. Any other tips? Love the new concept and your openness to engage with your audience, Jason. 
What about yeah. you? You go you go to cool places? Yeah, so um funny, I'm not big on shopping. So mm-hmm. the way and some people like spas and things like that. I, I get weird with people touching me, people I don't know. Really? You don't like a good massage? I just I'm I'm weird. Okay. Like, yeah. Uh plus you you get all greasy and stuff. Yeah, they have to take a shower. No, you yeah, it's I'm okay with the shower, it's just like touching. I don't right. know. Right. Anyways, um the thing for me, um, I like going to cool bars and restaurants, but not the touristy stuff. I like doing what the locals do. So usually I do a good research. I read some blogs, like places to go, like the, the hole in the wall. Mm-hmm. And I like kind of like getting lost in a new city. Not, I mean, doing this safely. I'm not right. crazy. Right. Uh, but yeah, wandering around streets, doing what the locals do, going finding like a cool farmer's market, just sitting down, pretending I'm local. I, right. I have this thing that i kind of want to i in my mind I, I wonder like do people think i'm from here wow like, you really think that in, like i mean copenhagen like sweden where everybody's like so tall and blonde and i'm like oh do they think i'm local <laughs> obviously not right uh i like Dude, to go to coffee shops i don't drink coffee but just, yeah that, that is bizarre people get offended by it but i just never you don't drink at all no never, never. you've never tried coffee no, I tried coffee. Okay. And I don't drink coffee. Wow. You know what? If you ever do have kids, you will be a coffee drinker in some way. No, I think it's kind of too late for me to start. No. I tried. I, Wait, I the kids part or the coffee part? So I was working for a company <laughs> at some point and, and everybody was drinking coffee. So I tried. It, it hurt my stomach. Oh, yeah. It could be intense. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I don't need it. Okay. People were like, Where you, how do you have energy? I don't know. Just wake up and move on with my day. I guess I don't have that much energy. Yeah, no. Listen, if you don't need it, it's probably better for you. Uh, I like to go to a coffee shop and I do like to go for like a run. As opposed to the hotel gym, I like to go for a run so that kind of expedites you seeing around. But honestly, I don't do much. One thing that was really big for me um, was, especially early in my career, I refused to drink when I was away on a work trip because I would see other people Behavior changing. Yes. And I would lose respect and I would feel like they were unprofessional and then would make a mistake. And like, I didn't want to lose sight of the goal. I'm here on a business trip, work, focus, go home, and then you can do whatever you want. And so I was, I was almost like anal about not hanging out, not going out, not doing this, that just do the work, eat something, go to bed. Um, I was kind of like that with the partying on the road. I know like people sometimes, you know, staff, which, which is only natural. You, you've been, imagine the people that travel every week and it's always right. the same. So they go to dinners when, when we were younger, sometimes we would go to a club or things like that. I never really liked staying up too late because I knew I had to work next day. And then like my face gets huge. Yeah. Uh, but I do like getting a glass of wine, a glass of, of something, you know, a nice dinner, go right. to bars i'm being more relaxed now than than when i first started right is, you know, funny well i mean that comes with comfort and experience uh here's david salam alaikum walaikum salam question for both ariel and luciana that by the way is is arabic i don't know if you know that salam alaikum yeah no. uh having worked so many events throughout the course of your careers can you name a top three places you visited whether it be enjoying time in the respective cities or the arenas you have worked in Thanks, and hope to see this as a mainstay in the future. David from Dearborn, Michigan. Okay, I'll go first, all right? Mm-hmm. Tokyo, 
Sydney. And you know what? Rio. Rio. Rio's fun. Yeah. Never been to Tokyo. I want to go. You've never been to Tokyo? Oh, Tokyo is maybe number one. Never yeah. been to Asia. Wow. No, I know, right? I'm missing out. Uh, okay, places, as in like countries. My favorite is Italy because I feel like they have it all the wine, the, the people, the music, the yeah. food. And that you wasn't know. for that wasn't yeah, for UFC. You have right? it all, huh? That wasn't for UFC. No, no, yeah, for myself. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, it doesn't have to be. I was just trying okay. to remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, if I if I talk about arenas, that's different. You know, no, no, cities. Oh, cities. Okay. I mean, I was talking countries. Countries, cities. More like bra. Yeah. Um, Greece, pretty cool. Uh, I also got engaged there, so I guess it's, mm. there's a, a which which uh, which island. Santorini. Mm. Yeah. Um, Croatia for UFC was pretty fun, even though we went on uh, during the winter, mm -hmm. summer. Um, I remember going to this place. It was called Plitvich Lakes. Very, okay. very pretty. One of the prettiest places I've ever been. Um, but Arena, oh, I have to say, New York's always fun. I love that city so much. Yeah. MSG, working there, crazy. Love Good. It. Historic, yeah, yeah great Important. experience. Great yeah. experience. I can, I can always say, Hey, I've worked at MSG before. Yeah, were you there when Trump was there? I was Diaz Masvidal. I was working somewhere where Trump uh showed up. I don't remember if it was New York or if it was some uh Colby uh no Colby fight somewhere. Oh, his, it was his son that showed up to the uh Colby fight in Newark. But I think so. Yeah, I think okay. I was there, and then I was also at a fight where. Trump was actually there. That was Masvidal Diaz at MSG. Okay, then, yeah. That was crazy time. Um, okay, Adriano, Ariel and Luciana, so excited to see how this new segment goes. I have a question regarding the anniversary of the MH370, the flight that went missing. A new documentary series has come out, wondering your thoughts and if that caused you to have a fear of flying during that period. The MH370 is the Malaysia Airlines flight yeah. that went missing in March of 2014. Thank you to Moderator Lewis. You know, I've got this guy, Moderator Lewis, that gives me like some notes there. You may have seen it. He's he's primo. Um, do you know about this documentary? I don't. And okay, so it's funny because I... Yeah, you probably watched it in the last two hours since this question came to you. <laughs> no, so the funny thing is this documentary was actually on my my watch list. Okay. I wanted to see it, but I got to finish the other one that I'm... I, oh. What's the other one? one? Like the wife, I forgot the name, but it's like the wife of this this serial criminal in France that I'm watching. Forgot the name, damn it. Anyways, um, but then because I saw the 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 question, I was like, okay, I, I, let me let me check it out because I do remember when the plane went missing, but I just I guess I just assumed that it, it crashed, right? I don't I don't I don't remember of following it up, and I don't know if I was traveling that much around that time of the year, so. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I watched one episode today. There's three you, of them. You watched the episode after yeah. you got the, oh my god, yeah, I got curious. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> okay, you, you're now it. you're is, yeah, this is so now I Ariel and the good girl. So I, I didn't, <laughs> so I didn't know that there, there were some you know interesting details. For example, after the plane was already missing, so no communication at all, the families were trying to call the, the phones of some of the passengers and they were ringing. And then one of the, the passengers tried to call his daughter 
Oh, and then no. she was like, it's ringing, it's ringing. And then I guess people were like, pick it up, pick it up. By the time she tried to pick it up and then it just stopped ringing. So oh. weird, right? Definitely some weird stuff. Um, that is horrible. But I, I only, I've only seen one episode so far. So we'll oh, see. Man. Maybe I'll know. I don't want to watch that stuff because it's going to make me too nervous every time I fly. I don't want to get all so, freaked out. So we all have been there where you're flying. Whether you're afraid of flying or not, I don't think I am. Because if I was, yeah. I would be in so much trouble. I travel every sure. month. Um, but we all have been there where there's like a little turbulence and you think, yeah. what if? Is, is this it? Yes. Like, have, I said, have I said all my goodbyes? Like, am I okay? Am I going to heaven? Am right. Gonna, is, there, is there hell? <laughs> this just happened to me, by the way. You know, I, I was coming home from Miami and I've never experienced this. Like, let's say this is the runway. This is the plane, right? We couldn't have been closer to the floor, to the to the runway. And then guess what happened? As we're going here, then all of a sudden it starts to go back again. up. And, and and then we're like, what is going on? And then they make this huge circle and they said there was another plane and they were too close. Oh. That's fucked up. So That's this happened, funny you say that because this happened to me recently too where the plane was about to land and then it diverted again. And I was like, what is going yes. on? I felt like I was in a roller coaster or something. And you're like mentally ready um, for it to land and then all yeah. of a sudden, uh, scary. I'm not very afraid of flying, but I guess I also try not to think about it. Usually when I'm there, I'm like, you know what? If I go down, maybe I guess I just had a good life. I just hope no, it's not. No. <laughs> but you never know. I, I say that because I never face, you know, knock on the wood, I never face a really bad turbulence. I also think you attract what you fear the most. Like my dad was so afraid of flying. And I kid you not, the few the few flights he took. There was always some sort of bad turbulence, like face masks falling. Oh, wow. like that I never, never experienced anything like that. So, you know, let's God. that way. Yes. Uh, none of this crazy stuff. Okay. Last one. Truck walker. Uh, I know what that is in reference to. Shout out. I don't think Luciana is aware of uh, all. Are you familiar with P.F. Chang's? The the Chinese. Uh, but are you yeah. familiar with the culture? The PF? well, I'll teach you about PF Chang's. Um, I've been there once, by the way. Can no, it's not the actual PF Chang's. It's a whole other world. Chain, chains, uh, food chains here in the US. I tried Chick Fil A one time when I was yes. working at that company I mentioned before in Texas. Okay. I tried once because people in the office they were so shocked that I never had Chick Fil A. So I was like, okay, they're good. Let's just get it for lunch. <laughs> and. Wasn't that impressed? Yeah, it wasn't. Um, anyway, I work night shifts at a great job that I love. It's very rewarding work, and it pays well. I loved working shifts because of the freedom I had during the week to pursue hobbies and run errands while everybody else is at work. But five years ago, my wife and I had a son, and then another. They are now five and two. And as they grow older, I feel that I'm missing out on important time with them. I make the best of time at home, but the guilt is really starting to get to me. Fortunately, my wife works normal hours and is home with them when I'm away. I have the opportunity to switch to a role doing the same job, but it is straight days. However, it would come with a substantial pay cut. This pay cut might affect family vacations, enrolling them in camps, saving for college, etc. I'm torn. Do I tough out the shifts for a few more years and make the best of the home time I have, or do I take the pay cut and spend more time at home? Golly, this is a tough one. This tough is a one. real tough one. Wow, what a predicament. I have to say, have I have, kids. Yeah, I have horrible guilt, horrible, horrible guilt. And part of the reason why I don't travel to a lot of events now, people think it's for other reasons. The main thing is I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to leave my kids. I don't want to miss soccer on the weekend. I feel so 
uh, bad when I leave. And so I try to make the trips very important. Like if, if, if it's completely necessary, then I go. If it's a big event, a big trip, whatever. Um, but I, I, I mean, this, this man is speaking to my heart because I've made a lot of decisions, especially since leaving ESPN, based on do I have to leave or not? Do I have to travel or not? I've said no to things based on if they want me to travel or not. Um, I would say providing for your family is is huge. And if the job is better, you know, that's a tough one. And the pay is better, that's a tough one. But I will also say, especially when they're five and two, I have a six-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a 10-year-old right now, um, you don't get that time back, right? There's that period that you don't get back. And they're so innocent. Like my daughter is so innocent. Yesterday, I had to stay at work till nine o'clock p.m. and she kept calling and texting me and sending me voice notes like daddy where are you where are you and there's going to come a time where they're not going to care they're not going to they're going to be doing something else they're going to be living somewhere else so this is tough i don't i really don't know because you want to provide you want to make the money you want to be there but you also want to physically be there and enjoy these bedtimes and dinner times and you don't get those moments back so i don't know man by the way, shout out to his wife. If she's saying that it's okay for him to do it, that's huge as well. Like a lot of wives, I think, would say, I want you home. Don't, you know what I mean? Giving that guilt. It's such a, a, a tough situation. I obviously have no kids, so it's hard for me to relate. But I do understand the struggle because I feel like my parents went through it a little bit and most families do where, you know, okay, do I take a pay cut so I can spend this time, you know, right. with my family? But then- the financial stress kind of affects my relationship with my kids and my my wife. So right. I do in a perfect scenario, you would find a job maybe in, at another company with, at a similar role where you right. can get similar pay. Who knows? I feel it has to be a, a family decision though. You know, speak with your wife, see what you, what she thinks. Cause at the end of the day, I'm kind of with you because let's say you make a lot of money and then down the road, you're in a, you know, comfortable situation, you can't buy those moments back, you know? And for kids, I would think that, you know, having, uh, although I'll say he, he, he did say he makes, he, he makes the best of his time when he's at home. So yeah. I guess, you know, yeah, family decision. I would, I would talk to my partner and see. I don't think I could do that job, honestly, thinking about it, yeah. because like, if you're doing the night shift, that means you're, you're tired. Yeah, you're tired. You're, you're, you go to school you're go too, so yes. it's your hours. You're never yeah. seeing them unless it's the weekend. Ah. Yeah, tough one. But hopefully, hopefully, it's too bad that he didn't share uh, the position. You know, maybe someone watching would be able to help him yes. out. Yes. Okay. Right. Well, tell us what it is next, next time, time. Next time, you guys. Yeah. Wow. What a pro you are, Luciana, because that is the perfect way to end. You're giving them the tease for next time. Wow. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you enjoy this? They're not the Amazon questions. <laughs> yes. Nothing too complex. Uh, I can't speak for her, but I'm not that smart. So if it's just about sports and stuff. Um, for me, that's an excuse. It's like English as a second language. That's true. Think so people don't think, oh, she's that dumb, huh? <laughs> right. Uh, but did you enjoy this? Of course. Okay. All right. Huh. All right. Uh, are we sticking with the name? What are we doing with the name? I think we should ask people to vote. You know, vote. what do you guys think? Do you like Aria and the good girl, Aria and the bad girl, Aria and Lucy, Aria and what? Yeah. Uh, or Ariel and the Brazilian girl. Helwini like and Andrade. That looks like a law firm, though. Yeah, Ari. Yeah. That, that, that Did is you weird. say Helwani? Helwani? Helwani. Exactly what I said. Yeah. The first one. 
<laughs> okay. Um, all right. This has been great. Thank you very much to you. Thanks to everyone out there who sent us questions. People do this on the internet, especially on YouTube. Please subscribe. And by the way, let us know. Comments. We'll also take questions. We do it from the Substack, but we'll also take comments from the YouTube page as well. So below this video, you can leave some questions, comments, and then we'll read them the next time. All right. Boa tarde. Boa noite. Boa noite. What's, what's tarde? Morning? Good afternoon. Golly. Morning. Bom dia. Okay. Bom dia. Yeah. Okay. I'll get it. Uh, thank you. I'll talk to you next time. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye.